0: This is New England Patriots running back and three-time Super Bowl champion James White. You're listening to The Two-Minute Drill. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Two-Minute Drill podcast. Guys, we are one sleep away from week one of the regular season starting. It's been a long road. We are finally here. I'm very fired up. I know you guys are, and I'm just so damn excited to get this going. How are you guys feeling about it?
1: Feeling great. I mean, I really can't wait. Just all of it's back, the the betting, the, you know, Patriots football, just like the crazy Sundays, the fantasy football. It's beautiful.
2: Nothing better than Dan hitting me up on a Sunday morning being like, hey, bro, what's the line on the Browns game, bro, over-under? <laughs> Best time of the year, bro, when Dan's going to Venmo me all my money. But overall, guys, yeah. might as well just start right into it, right? I mean, we got a big – we to do the sheet. We got to do playoff predictions, and we got to talk week one matchup: Pats, Dolphins. So, let's
1: just jump right into it. Where do we want to go first? Sheet or playoffs? I say we do sheet first. All right, hopping to the sheet. So, starting things off, first of all, to just recap last year, I believe, I believe Kevin was the first place finisher. I yeah. was, and I, I think I. Eked out Adam for a second. I think that one came down to like one of the last playoff games. Mm -hmm.
2: Adam is poopy like through half the whole
1: season. Yeah. Yeah, If you want
0: to win money, just fade my picks. That's it right there.
1: (laughs) It's a new year. It's a new time. We started off with game one Atlanta Falcons at home, three and a half point favorites over the Philadelphia Eagles. Who do you got?
0: Kev. You start, big guy. You're Mr. Winner from last year.
2: That's fine. I'm going Eagles just solely based off what I said last year when every single time the Falcons played, and it's just like every single time you bet on the Falcons, they never come through. I do like Philly with a three-and-a-half underdog. I don't think that – I think it's a close matchup. I think Atlanta could pull this game out, could win by three, but I'm just going to
0: play it safe, go the underdog route, go Philly three-and-a-half. Uh, I got to disagree with you there, Kev. I'm going to take Atlanta uh, as the favorite with three and a half points. Like you said, though, you made a good point with Atlanta never really pulling through, especially last year. But, you know, they're at home. I'm not a big believer in this Philadelphia team at all. And I think it'll be uh, the coming out par- uh, party for Kyle Pitts. So I'm excited to see what that offense can do. And I feel safe going, to- going with Atlanta here.
1: Uh, I-, I just think you've got two bad teams playing here, and especially in week one. Really, anything can happen in those games. They tend to be pretty unpredictable. So, I think you take the points here and you go with Philly. So, uh, Moving Dan, on. We're off to, Dan, we're off to yeah, a good start. That, this is how easy we, we go.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> on to the next <laughs> one. We got the Buffalo Bills at home. Six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kev, who you got?
2: I'm going Buffalo. I don't think Pittsburgh's a good team. We said it all last season that Pittsburgh's a fraud. I don't think they made any – other than Najee Harris, I don't think they made significant improvement. I just think Buffalo's a really good squad. I just think that Buffalo's offense is going to be too powerful down the stretch for Big Ben. So I'm going to do Buffalo six and a half.
0: Yep, and that's the exact reason why I have Pittsburgh as the underdog here. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Listen, you know, like you said, Pittsburgh was a pretty fake team last year, but that defense is legit. Uh, I think when Najee Harris, they're going to really try to run the ball and try to take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. And Buffalo is in a very elite offense, one of the top offenses in the league. But six and a half is kind of a lot, especially in week one. Uh, Good defense against Buffalo. I like Pittsburgh here.
1: Yeah, I I kind of agree with what Kev said, where Steelers (laughs) seemed sort of like a fake team last year. Uh, The only big add was Najee Harris. But while they added Najee Harris, their offensive line gets significantly worse. So – It's kind of one step forward, two steps back, Um, especially in his first game of the season, uh, first game of his NFL career. I don't know that you can bank on him necessarily having like a massive impact, even though I do think he'll get the touches for it. Uh, I think Buffalo is one of the better teams in the AFC. I don't know that Pittsburgh gets into the playoffs, so I'm pretty comfortable with the Bills six and a half here. Next game, we have the Cincinnati Bengals at home. They are the three and a half point underdogs to the Minnesota Vikings. Kev, who you got? So I got Cincinnati.
2: This was a tough one. This is kind of what you said, Dan, about the first game. Kind of like two, I would say like mediocre at best, two teams going at it. Kind of the same thing. I kind of want to take the points with Cincinnati, especially if they're going into week one fully healthy. I'm going to go Cincinnati three and a half underdogs.
0: Uh, I'm taking Minnesota here. Uh, I think Minnesota's a scrappy team. Obviously, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Kirk Cousins gets a lot of hate, but he's pretty good in games that aren't in prime time. And we're kind of forgetting that Joe Burrow is coming off of that gross knee injury. So I think it's going to take a couple games to find for him to get his feet back under him. You know, kind of like I'm not comparing Burrow to Brady, but when Brady tore his ACL, you know, he was kind of like a little timid to start the year, and even that whole. Uh, 2009 season so i like minnesota here especially in week one and uh i'll take
1: them i agree with you here adam uh i think that vikings offense is loaded i think you can bank on them putting up a lot of points here and with burrow just coming back from that pretty significant injury plus you know jamar chase he was kind of supposed to be the big ad for that offense i think he will have a good season just because him and burrow already have that connection like he was such a good player in college that. These bad performances can't keep up. But, I mean, it was drop after drop in the preseason. First game of his NFL career, his confidence has to be super low right now. And I think it might show a little bit of an effect early in the season. So, I'm going to go with Minnesota here. Jamar Chase is kind of looking like a Nikhil Harry 2.0 to start up I don't know, career, dude. That so... was – I don't know. I, I just think he was so good in college. And then for him to be back with Burrow, like – I can't imagine him not recapturing that, but I do think he's going to get off to a slow start because I think what probably happened is, you know, a couple bad drops and then it just starts getting in his head and that confidence just goes down and down with every you know passing week. So he's going to need to have a big game to kind of pull himself out of this, but we'll see when that happens. Next game, we have the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Detroit lions in Detroit, 49ers with the seven and a half point favorites. Kev, who you got? I'm
2: going with the 49ers. I don't really – seven and a half doesn't really scare me. Uh, You know, Jared Goff couldn't get the job done with the Rams. That's why he got shipped to Detroit. Detroit doesn't really have a good team. I think they're going to be the top three worst teams in the league. Um, With the 49ers being fully healthy with that certain defense, I'm going to go Niners plus seven and a half.
0: Kev, uh, this is the first pick we're agreeing on so far. I'm taking San Fran as well. Like you said, seven and a half, kind of a lot of points, but Detroit is just not a good football team. San Fran's healthy. I'm excited to see what Jimmy G's got, and they're just a better team overall here, so I'm taking San Fran. Yeah,
1: clean sweep here, 49ers. Uh, Detroit's one of the worst teams in the league. 49ers back fully healthy. Should, you know, have a pretty easy day here. Next game, we've got the Seattle Seahawks going to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Colts are the two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Kev, who you got? See, this is going to be a really good game. This is a toss-up, in my opinion. I'm going
2: Indy solely based on that. I believe that reports came out today that Carson Wentz will be starting week one. I believe Nelson will be starting as well. I like the Colts' defense, and Dan was right about last year about how the Colts were a good team. He had the Colts making the playoffs with Philip Rivers, He was accurate. I think Colts are really good. And I just think Seattle's – I don't know, man. I feel like they're a really overrated team, and especially with Indy getting two and a half points at home. Give me Indy.
0: Fair. um, I'm taking Seattle here. Uh, You know, usually in the beginning of the season, Russ really tends to cook. I feel like even though he's going up against a good anti-defense, that offense with DK and Russ and Tyler Lockett – They got a lot of firepower there. And like you said, Wentz is going to be starting, but he really hasn't taken a lot. He's been injured. He hasn't been taking a lot of reps over the last few weeks and months and stuff like that. So I think it'll take him a little bit of time to get accustomed to the offense and fully into the playbook. And I like Seattle here for that.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think this game's a bit of a toss-up. And I think I tend to agree with you, Kev, that Seattle feels a little overrated this year. Um, I think people forget just how bad that secondary was, especially early in the season last year. And they've lost their best corner in Shaquille Griffin to Jacksonville. Uh, They didn't have their first round pick. They didn't really have cap space to make any big additions. Uh, I mean, the the only like high pick in the draft they had, they used on a wide receiver, which is like really one of the only positions that they were like, okay. at. So uh, I don't really know what their plan is for this season, but I'm going to go with the Colts here. Next game. We've got the Arizona Cardinals coming to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Titans are the three and a half point favorites. Kev, who you got? This is another toss-up. This
2: is week one is actually really good. I feel like the NFL over the last few years have kind of made the week one not that interesting. I think there's a lot of good matchups um, for week one this year. This is tough choice, but I'm gonna go Arizona solely based on that their underdogs at three and a half. I think it's be a really close game. I think the Cardinals are going to be much better this year. Kyle Murray is going to have a full another year with D. hop And then I just think they got a lot better. So I'm going to go Arizona three and a half.
0: Kev, I'm agreeing with you here. I'm taking Arizona three and a half as well. Toss-up game here. Like you said, Kev, a lot of great week one game for us on Sunday. But uh, in a game like this where it's so even and so close, I kind of like having the points on my side. And like you said, Kyler Murray, another year with DeHop, the addition of A.J. Green, and just being in that throwing offense. And now he's healthy again. Got kind of banged up in the middle of last year. I like the Cardinals and their high-powered offense in this one with the points.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys. This is These are two very even teams. Uh, this feels like it's going to be a very good game. Could go either way. So I just think you take the points with Arizona. Moving on, we've got the Los Angeles Chargers visiting the Washington football team. Chargers are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Kev, who you got? This
2: is, like, kind of the same thing. I think we're going down a trend a little bit. Like, I feel like this is also a toss-up. I think going back to last year, I think the Chargers with Herbert, you know, you saw what Herbert did rookie of the year. I think Washington's defense is for real. They made the playoffs. They won the East, even though the East was poopy last year they did upgrade at quarterback. It's going to be a tough tough game, good game. I'm just going to take Chargers as the favorites due just the uh, that Chargers offense. So give me the Chargers.
0: Yeah, I uh I'm going with the points here with Washington and they're the home team. This is going to be another great game. It's kind of a interesting battle with Washington so heavily defensive and then the Chargers that are just with Herbert, such an offensive power team. But I, my mind was telling me Chargers, but my heart was telling me Washington. So listen to your heart, man, Washington, with the points. But
2: that has nothing to do with the points, though.
0: Like, one and a half is yeah, nothing. Yeah, that's barely anything. It's <laughs>
1: hey,
0: it's points, isn't it?
1: Yeah, when the Chargers win by one, you'll be laughing. Next one <laughs> we've got. <laughs> Wait, Dan, who are you taking? I'm taking the Chargers. Okay. Um, <laughs> You know, they were a really good team last year. Now you have, hopefully, a fully healthy Austin Eckler. You have a much improved offensive line. Uh, I think you go Chargers here. Next game, we've got the Carolina Panthers at home. Jets coming in. Panthers are the five-and-a-half-point favorites. Sam Darnold, revenge game. Who you guys got? So, going back to last year, how none of
2: us would ever pick the Jets, I'm going to continue that streak going into this season – Zach Wilson, what we talked about on the pod, that he's been pretty good Uh, during the preseason. I just don't think that they have enough. I think the Panthers should actually be pretty good. I think they're going to make a little bit of a push for a playoff spot. We'll see that if I have the Panthers in my standings, but I'm going to go Carolina five and a half. I just don't think that the Jets will be able to match Carolina's offense, especially with McCaffrey being fully
0: healthy week one. Kev I'm agreeing with you here five and a half is not that much in my opinion and not only is this a Sam Darnold revenge game this is also a Robbie Anderson revenge game I think that Darnold Anderson connection could be big this year with a healthy CMC I think this is too much for the Jets to handle Carolina all day
1: yeah I agree here I think it's going to be the Panthers um I I really do like what they did this offseason I think Darnold's an upgrade they made some other solid moves and then for the Jets you know They made a lot of moves, too, but Zach Wilson, first ever game. They're kind of like premier ad on that defense. Carl Lawson already out for the season. Uh, I like Carolina here. Next game, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars going to Houston to visit the Texans. Texans are the two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Who you got?
2: So I feel like Houston is kind of the new New York Jets. Um, Even though I feel like like the same thing, man. I feel like this is a toss-up. Like, two – like you know, even though Trev is drafted first overall, you don't really know what the Jaguars are going to be. They lost ATN. They do have James Robinson. But just due to the fact that Tyrod Taylor starting quarterback for the Texans, no Watson, you just got to go Jacksonville two and a half.
0: Yeah, I'm agreeing with you here, Kev. Two and a half is not that much points. I know I was giving Washington one and a half, and you guys are giving me crap for it. However, toss-up here – two teams that are really aren't that great. I do like Trevor Lawrence, so I'll be rooting for him on Sunday and that's why I'm taking Jacksonville.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the Texans have one of the worst rosters in the league with Deshaun Watson on the bench with Tyrod Taylor under the center. It's probably the worst team in the league. Um, you know, I like a lot of the things Jacksonville did this offseason. A lot of people were focusing on, you know, Lawrence and ETM, but they made some other sneaky moves, getting Shaquille Griffin, getting Marvin Jones, some other solid pickups. Uh, I like Jacksonville here. Next game, we've got Kansas City at home taking on the Cleveland Browns. Rematch from last year's playoffs. Chiefs are the six-and-a-half-point favorites. Who you got? Give me Cleveland. I mean, I for some reason, man, I
2: feel like Cleveland might actually pull up an upset in this game. You know, got to love the Chiefs' high-power offense. They are. They do not have a wide receiver number two. I know, I know it's between DeMarcus Robinson and Hardman. So, basically, if you can just kind of lock up Hill and Kelsey, the Browns are going to be fine. I think the Browns improved a lot this offseason, like kind of sneaky. So, I'm going to go Brown six and a half. I just think it's way too many points for this game, especially for these teams who met just last season.
0: Yeah, I'm going Cleveland here, too. Um like you said, Kev, Cleveland's a very sneaky team this year, and I could definitely see them winning this game. And they're coming off of their best season in I don't know my entire lifetime, and probably longer than that. Um, so, hey, Bill, coach for them before when you is, were like
2: two or three, and I'll they like, made the playoffs. So,
0: yeah, I was I even born yet, Yeah, coach? you were. You were. Yeah, it was a. Well, it was a long time ago. So. <laughs> Cleveland, I think they're going to ride that hot streak. They're still a very good team. They didn't really get any worse over the offseason, and I like Chubb in this. I like Cleveland to take the ball out of uh, Mahomes' hands and keep it close, so give me Cleveland.
1: I'm going to go with Kansas City here. Uh, I don't know. I just – I I like what both of these teams have done this off season. I agree with what you guys are saying, that Cleveland kind of has a lot of momentum coming into this year, but I just think Kansas City is kind of a different beast and. I just like Kansas City here. Next game, the big game for all of us. Patriots at home taking on the Dolphins. Pats are the three-and-a-half-point favorites. Mac Jones, NFL debut. Kev, who you got?
2: I don't think any of us are going to bet against the Pats. I mean, how can you really bet against Mac Jones week one? And it's not even just about that, though. I just think it's the fact about Miami that last year they were a good team. They probably would have made the playoffs if they never pulled Fitzpatrick for Tua. I don't think Tua is a good quarterback. I just think our defense is going to be way too good, especially week one. And I know that Miami's left tackle is dealing with the COVID protocols, and I don't even know if he's going to be able to play. So Judon might have – well, not might, will have a big game. So give me New England three and a half.
0: You know my answer. I'm taking New England two. This is the most excited I've been for a regular season game in a while uh, Michael McCurkle-Jones making his debut against Tua. Uh, like you said, Kev, Judon's going to have a huge day with that left tackle dealing with COVID issues. And I feel bad for Miami because they are really a quarterback away. They have the roster everywhere else to be a real Super Bowl contender. But I think Tua is going to continue to hold them back through this year, and they'll realize that quickly. New England all day. Yeah, I am mean, to with the Pats here.
1: Um, I will say one thing. I think Will Fuller's suspension – uh, just being suspended for this week is going to help us out a ton. Uh, I think we still have a lot of stuff to figure out a corner with Gilmore out. Jalen Mills didn't look great opposite J.C. Jackson, so it is nice that he's not in there because, you know, it would have been tough to balance out him and Devontae Parker. But, you know, I, I kind of agree with what you said, Kev, where Tua staying in feels like kind of held this team back last year. They're going to have him out there every game this year. I don't have a ton of confidence in him as a passer, so – I think our secondary is going to be able to hold up. I think our front seven looks great this year. I think the offense with Mac Jones will be able to get it done.
2: Would not be surprised right now if Deshaun Watson's case gets cleared up pretty quick and that Deshaun Watson becomes a Miami Dolphin by, like, the trade deadline. Just throwing that out there right
1: now. That would be pretty nuts. I think I that can, would make the Dolphins a 100% of a really a scary Instantly. 100%. Yeah, Easily. I think they'd win the division. And
2: Floor saying about Tula, two. Or two. That bullshit uh-huh. saying that the team's behind too, and like, boys, you know, yeah. When you, you have know, to, you know when you have to, to say. when you have to, when you have
1: to come out and be like, "Hey, this is our guy," like we're not nervous about him at all. Like that obviously means you don't feel great about him. But regardless, we'll go back in. We'll go back into the past. Yeah. offense towards the end of the pod. Next game, we've got the Green Bay Packers going to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Packers are the four and a half point favorites. Who you got?
2: I'm going Green Bay. I think the four and a half is a little low for the Saints that are have Jameis Winston starting week one. I don't think Winston's going to be bad. I think Winston's a perfect fit for the system. I just think that with no Michael Thomas, and I know that Callaway is going to be the number one wide receiver. I think that Green Bay, they didn't lose anything. They didn't lose Rodgers. They didn't lose Jones. You know, they're going the last dance in Green Bay. Four and a half is really low, so... Green
0: Bay easily yeah I'm going Green Bay here too uh not a lot of points only four and a half angry Aaron Rodgers all year this year the last dance like you said Kev and New Orleans from top to bottom is just not that team they used to be and they're gonna it's kind of a mini rebuild right now I am excited to see Jameis go out there and sling it but this has got Green Bay written all over it so I'm going Packers
1: yeah, I, I agree with you. What you said initially, Kev, I, I feel like this line might be a little low for this game. I could see it somewhere closer to six or seven, but I think you definitely go Green Bay here. Jameis Winston, with the way he, he was playing last year, I don't think he's a massive, massive step down from Drew Brees. Uh, but he's got no receivers right now with Michael Thomas out and Emmanuel Sanders in Buffalo. They're really going to have to rely on Alvin Kamara. And if the Packers can figure out a way, to just neutralize them a little bit, that game's going to be over. So I'm going with Green Bay here. Next game, we've got the Denver Broncos going to New York to take on the Giants. Broncos are the two-and-a-half-point favorites. Kev, who you got?
2: This is another toss-up. This is two even teams going at it. Um, I got to go Denver, though. I, I'm i not a big Teddy guy, even though that last year that we wanted Teddy – to replace, you know, Brady for that year or whatever. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to give him that money. But Denver overall, they're a pretty good team. They're kind of in a good situation that they're one quarterback away. I know that was like a market for Rodgers, that Rodgers goes to the Broncos, immediate Super Bowl contenders, just like Watson going to Miami. Mm -hmm. I just think that the Giants, Barkley, can be first game back. Other than that, they don't really have that much. We got to see the Patriots' second, third string guys just – Tear up Daniel Jones in the week three preseason game. I just think two and uh, two and a half is kind of low, but it's even strength. But just give me Denver.
0: I'm gonna go giant. Oh, sorry, buddy. I'm I'm going going giants here. Uh, I don't like Teddy either that much. You know, and the Giants do have a good defense. They were in the top ten, top twelve last year, maybe even a little higher than that. And it's a big year for Danny Jones. I think he's got a lot to prove. So Oh my God. I'm not oh saying God. he's gonna be great. I'm just <laughs> saying he's gonna be playing up to hopefully his standards. Worst, worst a, a lot of a lot of a lot of people have a lot of things to prove. Oh, that's that's very true, but not <laughs> many more than Daniel Jones, because they're a good team around him. Another team that's kinda That's held back by Daniel. He kind of has. He doesn't have many
1: excuses.
0: No, he has got none. A great defense, great weapons. You know, but with that being said,
2: one hamstring away from being out for eight weeks.
0: Yeah, the offensive line too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, they're also the home team, and they're getting points, and it's New York, so I like that. Give me the Giants.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go with the Giants here too, but it's not really because of my belief in Daniel Jones or anything like that. It's more so just going back to that first point I made where when you have two bad teams playing each other, can kind of go the either points. way. So you just take the points, going go over with the Giants here. I am
0: not believing in Daniel Jones, by the way. I was just pointing out that he has something to prove. No, yeah, it's but okay. this you is okay. Adam <laughs>
1: Pasqual. Daniel Jones, believe
0: This is like
2: a type <laughs> of game. Please address them as such. This is a type of game, though. Like Denver is like their defense was like what you said. It's like a top 10, top 12. Like Barkley is going to be limited, and I don't even know who. The Giants' backup running back is.
1: Like Wayne Gallman. Wayne
2: Gallman, right. Exactly. So, it's – I don't know. That's a tough game. But you guys can take your points. I'll take the W when Denver wins by, like, six Fair points. enough.
1: All right. Sunday night football. Los Angeles Rams at home taking on the Chicago Bears. Going to be Andy Dalton starting for Chicago. Rams are the seven-and-a-half point favorites. Kev, you got?
2: This was the easiest game to circle. It was
1: the Rams automatically. Andy
2: Dalton – Bum. The Bears, <laughs> same organization, man. This was easy. Matt Stafford going to prove himself with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. So excited to see this game, to see what Stafford could do. With legitimate offense, with an actual team. I hope Stafford, Hall of Fame Stafford, proves me right, that all he needed was 52 other guys that were good around him. Give me Rams
0: 7.5. I'm going Ram 7.5 too, but I didn't make the pick as easy as you did, Kev. I feel like seven and a half is a good amount of points for a scrappy Chicago defense, but the game is in L.A. And that combo of McFay and Stafford, I'm really excited to see that. And I don't think Andy Donald's going to have enough firepower to keep up with that offense. So give me the Rams.
2: So what was up with your seven and a half?
0: I mean, it, just, it made me think. It's Just not, a little it, longer it, than it made you it, think.
2: It, it, it shouldn't make you think, trust me.
0: Yeah, if you say I'm
2: so.
1: going to go with the Rams here. I, I think they're going to be one of the best teams in the league. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't have a lot of belief in Chicago, especially with Dalton in. So, that was a pretty easy pick. Monday Night Football, last game of the week. Vegas finally allowing fans in that new stadium. You've got Baltimore coming in. They're the four and a half point favorites. Kev, who you got?
2: Give me Vegas. I don't think Baltimore is going to be that good. I think that Baltimore is one of those teams, kind of like a Seattle, kind of like an overrated team type of team that you just expect to make the playoffs i think vegas is solid we faced them last faced them last year they were three and oh or two and oh and we faced them i just i don't know Derek carr is not a bad quarterback waller jacobs good offense i just don't see nothing from baltimore that really is a standout thing especially with being favorited four and a half for that reason
0: give me vegas I got to disagree here. I'm going Baltimore uh, a little bit because I did draft Gus Edwards in one of my fantasy leagues. So I'm a big Gus Edwards guy this year in Vegas. You know, they just got rid of basically their entire offensive line, if not every guy on their offensive line. So might take a little bit for that to gel together. And like you said, the Ravens are a little beat up, obviously uh, running backs down. What's his face? Uh, Rashad Bateman is hurt as well. So, they are kind of starting the year with some injuries, but I think Lamar and that and Harbaugh are good enough to get over that, especially in week one. So I like Baltimore here.
1: Yeah, I like the Ravens too. Um, I don't know. I, I, I didn't understand what the Raiders were doing this off season. They kind of took apart their offensive line for no real reason. You know, Darren Waller's great. Hopefully Henry Ruggs can realize some of that potential. But if Derek Carr doesn't have a clean pocket, I don't have much confidence in them. So. I'm gonna go with Baltimore here. So well, the good thing is for, now we can. For the now picks? we can. I was gonna say
2: now we can just jump in straight from that. We can go straight into the playoff picks, right? All right, you guys got yours ready. So this is this is where this is where this is where it gets interesting. All right, this so is where we can chew each other apart. For should we? Should pick.
1: we? Should we each do standings and then go into the bracket, or do you want to do? like conference, oh, then your it. bracket, and then we'll come back for the Super Bowls.
2: Can we do standings and then the bracket? Okay.
1: Like all go around with our standings and then come back to the Actu- brackets?
2: Yeah, just because I got to do all the right. bracket as we go. All right, so fair enough.
1: All right, my AFC standings here, I guess that's where, where we'll start. Uh, my number one team is the Kansas City Chiefs. Then I got the Buffalo Bills, Cleveland Browns, Tennessee Titans, Baltimore Ravens, New England Patriots, Los Angeles Chargers. Okay.
2: And then, all right, so we'll just do by conference. So I got Chiefs as one, Bills as two, Browns as three, Titans as four, Mac Jones and the Patriots as five. I got the Chargers at six. And I told you just a second ago during the picks that I'm not a believer in the Ravens, not a believer in the Steelers, this is a tough choice for the seven, but give me the Colts and Carson Wentz and the Colts at seven.
0: It's a good pick there because uh, you're going to find out soon that we thought alike in that. Uh, for me, Chiefs one seed, Browns at two, at three. What's your deal with the Bills, man? What? What do you mean? What do you just... mean you. You pick the Steelers
2: over the Bills. You got the Browns being ahead of the Bills, man. I didn't, Someone does this, not like Josh Allen.
0: Hey, you, listen. This is my prediction. It is
2: yours. Thank it is you. yours. Continues. So we're <laughs> going to start at
0: the top. All right. Chiefs at one. Browns at two. Bills at three. Titans at four. Mac Jones led Patriots at five. Ravens at six. Colts at seven.
1: I will say, I do love things coming full circle where I put the Colts in my seventh seed last year. Kevin (laughs) calls it, like, one of the dumbest picks ever. Phillip Rivers will never lead that team to the playoffs. He does lead them to the playoffs. And then the next year, when I leave the Colts out, they're his seventh seed. I just like how it all comes around. But did
2: I not give you credit where credit was due? That is true. You are right. That is true. And that the Colts do have a really good
1: team? I just think it's, like, I think it's funny that now. So nah, I, I, later, I, I Daniel,
2: I, I learned from your insights, man, and I took it okay. into consideration, and I think that Carson Wentz should be a better option for that team than Philip Rivers was last he should year. Should be. Like you said, but will he be consistent? I th- if as long as he can stay on the field, I think he should be just fine. But that's the only concern, and I think that like why what I told you guys before the podcast that I like was questionable about the seven. It was either the Colts or the Ravens. I'm just hoping that. Carson Wentz can stay healthy and if he does stay healthy for at least 14 14 games give me 14 games I think the Colts will sneak into that seventh seed
1: fair enough all right Kev you got your bracket for the AFC
2: yeah I can make it up on the spot
1: all right.
2: so it would be a re- for mine would be a rematch for the Bills versus Colts give me the Bills all day it would be the Browns versus the Chargers I take the Browns and then the Titans versus the Pats. you got to go Mac, right? Mac goes, all goes well for Mac Jones. Patriots get their revenge from the Titans from two seasons ago. So for my wild card, the Pats take over the Titans.
0: I like that. Uh, for me, I'd have the two seed Browns versus the seven seed Colts. Uh, Give me the Browns in that. Uh, this is a little shock for you guys. You're not going to like this. Uh, <laughs> Three-seed Bills versus the six-seed Ravens. Uh, Give me the Ravens, all right? And uh, four-seed Pats. I don't know, sorry. Four-seed Titans versus the five-seed Pats, and I have the Pats as well, Kev. All
1: right, I got the Bills over the Chargers. I got the Patriots over the Browns, and I got the Ravens over the Titans. So now my thing is I got
2: Bills versus Pats, and then I got the Browns versus the Chiefs. So this is where it hits home and the Bills will take a W over the Pats and the Divisional. And then the Chiefs will probably take a W over the Browns, but I think that the Browns are really – I kind of want to go Cleveland, but you really can't go against Mahomes. So I'm going to go Chiefs, Chiefs over the Browns and then the Bills over the Pats in the Divisional.
0: All right. Uh, the Divisional for me, the matchup would be the Chiefs versus the Pats. Got to go Chiefs there. As bad as I want to go Pats, I just kind of got to be realistic about it. And then the other one is Browns versus Ravens. I'm going Browns.
1: All right, I've got Chiefs over the Patriots, Ravens over the Bills. uh, Going totally against Kev there with my Ravens pick. I I just think – I feel like it's been a couple years where – or at least the last two where it seemed like the Ravens and Chiefs are two of the better teams in the AFC, and they've been kind of on at least two years ago when Lamar won MVP. It seemed like they were just on a collision course to face each other in the AFC Championship. Last year, looked like maybe there was a chance. hasn't happened yet. I think this year is the year for it.
2: So you have the Ravens beating the Chiefs?
1: No, I have them beating the Bills
0: to go to the AFC Oh, okay. My bad, my bad, my bad. You have my full support on that, buddy. All right. Perfect. Not one bit.
2: <laughs> Not on my end, but that's fine. That's fine. That's why i Dan is Dan, and Adam is Adam, and I mean, but AFC Championship game, I got Chiefs versus Bills. Give me the Bills, man. I think Josh Allen, year three, they got Emmanuel Sanders as a wide receiver three. I just, they did really well in the draft. All they did was improve. They didn't lose anybody, and usually when you make the AFC Championship game and you only improved, I just don't think we're going to see Mahomes in the Super Bowl three years in a row, so... Give me uh, the Bills. See, that was the AFC.
0: That was my thing, too, thinking about Mahomes being in the Super Bowl three years in a row. It's kind of tough to think about, but it's a very real possibility. And in my matchup, I had the Chiefs versus Browns in the AFC Championship, and I had to go Chiefs. Yeah, I felt like
1: I had to go Chiefs there, too. It is, you know, you do feel like eventually the Chiefs are, you know, just bound to lose one of these playoff games, not get out of the AFC, but. I like what they've done this year, and I think this will be another solid. I game. don't think
2: they've done that. I don't think they've done that great in the off-season. I think
1: they've. I think they've actually had a really good offseason.
2: Doesn't their offensive line don't they have three of the five rookies starting on the O line?
1: Well, they went and got. Or went they have Orlando Tuna, Brown
2: and Joe Tooney, and then the three others are all rookies starting on that line. And then they only have Hill and Kelsey. So I mean, it is the it, same team. So. In the defense, I just feel like there's going to be a certain point that it's bend-don't-break type of thing, but I just think that Josh Allen, I don't know, man. It's going to be fun in the AFC. I think the AFC conference is way more difficult than the NFC this season, for sure. There's
0: just just a lot of young, great quarterbacks. And one thing with the Chiefs, too, is I do expect to see more production out of uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in that offense this year, too.
2: Yeah, 100%. I just think overall, though, but it's like – I feel like with Sammy Watkins, even though he was week in and week out, you just had someone else that was like a name who you had to worry about. Like kind of this year, it's Hardman and Hill are very similar players, so you kind of could prepare the same way. I don't know. I just can't see the Chiefs going three years in a row.
1: Fair enough. I mean, it's got to to end at some point. It's got to end at some point. NFC, Kev, you don't have your bracket for this, right?
2: No, but I – It'll be pretty quick for me to come up all right, with it, So
1: we'll do standings and then just go through the whole bracket. Like we don't have that to around just go through the whole thing. NFC. I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers number one. I don't I don't know how you couldn't I mean they the big thing at least that I was trying to say to keep myself sane this off season was, you know, yeah, they won the Super Bowl, but they've got all these free agents, they've got no cap space. It's going to go downhill from here, and they kept literally everyone. Literally did not lose one player. So, Buccaneers, number one. I've got the Rams with Stafford, number two. Uh, I like that pairing a lot with Stafford and McVay. I've got the Packers, number three. Cowboys, number four. 49ers, five. Saints, six. And Seahawks, seven.
2: Can you repeat your fourth for me? Cowboys. Okay. All right, I like that even though we're very similar in that. I got Bucks one, just like you said. They brought everybody back. And I got Rams two, Packers three. I have Washington four. That's my only difference. If Washington won the division last year, even though Dak wasn't starting, I think Washington is a really good team. Got a good defense. They got a quarterback that almost led Miami to the playoffs. I don't know how far Dak's going to go into the season staying healthy. He's already week in and week out with, a lot of shit dealing with. Got 49ers 5, Seattle 6, Cardinals 7.
0: All right, for my first seed, I wanted to switch it up a little bit. I wanted to be a little different. The consensus pick is the Bucks, but I went Rams as the first seed. Uh, shout out to you, Kevin, uh, Mr. Stafford fan over there. Uh, Bucks says number 2, Packers 3, Cowboys 4, Seahawks 5, 49ers 6, and Washington football team 7.
2: So you really went against Brady? listen don't i didn't
0: them. i had the bucks and i just crossed them out because i was like this isn't fun i don't want the bucks and chiefs as the ones yet again i want to make my bracket a little different
2: Adam, i feel like sometimes doing this with you i feel like it's a 12 year old doing fucking these projections <laughs> man
0: <laughs> hey you never know man i'm a, you should be happy i'm supporting your boy stafford dude come on
2: yeah because the rams are going to be stacked, though but it's like what Dan touched on, dude. The Bucs brought everyone back. Your Super Bowl defending champs, the only thing that's going to hold the Bucks, And, like, the Bucks have a good chance to go undefeated, my honest opinion. And I think the wow. only team that stands in their way is the Rams. If they stay healthy, who's going to beat them? Realistically, I just feel right? like
0: they're just due for a couple hiccup games. You never know. You think so... so?
2: I think if last, ju- I think last I think year last they year. had the hiccup. Last year they had the hiccup games because they weren't all together. They there was a COVID season, Brady's first year, and they won the Super Bowl. Dude, you are talking about Tom Brady with AB, like dude, I am. It's crazy how stacked that team is. Kevin, they have you're not going like
1: my picks because <laughs> you don't have you have
2: because you have the Rams going to the Super Bowl. I don't know,
1: maybe. All right, we'll start off with your bracket then. Wild card, Rams over Seahawks, just like last year. That's an easy one to make. Packers over Saints, same thing. This one was a little tougher, but I ultimately went Cowboys over 49ers. I don't know who's going to be starting by that point in the year, if it's Trey Lance, if it's Jimmy. Couldn't really get – I don't know. I just felt like Cowboys there. And then I've got the Buccaneers over the Cowboys in the Divisional, Rams over the Packers, and I've got the Rams over the Bucks in the NFC Championship. Yeah, as I expected.
2: So I got the Rams over the Cardinals – I got the Packers over Seattle. I didn't even want to put Seattle in the playoffs, but I had to do it. I had the 49ers over Washington, and then I got, I got three versus five. This is where it gets confusing for me. Three versus Right? So then I got the Bucks beating the Niners, and then I got... I actually might have the Niners beating the Packers. Oh, no. I'm actually messing this up. I apologize. Because the Bucks beating... The Niners, and then I have the Rams beating the Packers, and then I have the Bucks beating the Rams in an NC Championship game.
0: All right, for me, I got a, a rematch of a playoff matchup last year with the Bucks and Washington football team. I had the Bucks winning that. The next one is Packers, 49ers. Give me the Packers, and then Cowboys, Seahawks. I'm going Seahawks. The divisional will be Bucks uh, versus Seahawks. I'm um, taking the Bucs in that and then Packers versus Rams I'm taking the Packers and then a rematch of last year's NFC Championship I hate to do it but I wanted to be different I have the Packers beating the Bucks and moving on to the Super Bowl wow
2: so you have the Rams as the one losing to the Packers
0: yes yes I do oh, I got I got I got no word but here's here's my one thing though I don't know it's so I don't easy even, to know. Look I don't at even the... know if I want to know your one well thing. You can see that look at your brackets and say, yeah, this team's way better. But the playoffs aren't about who's the better team, bro. It's all about who gets hot at that time. And the Bucs clicked last year. They got hot. Every single one of their playoff games besides Washington, you thought they were going to lose. And they just continued to get – they got hot kind of like the year we won in 2018. We got hot at the right time. The Chiefs Mm -hmm. defense got hot at the right time when they beat the 49ers that year. I feel like it just all goes like that. It's easier said than done, but – I'm pretty sure to go back on what you just said. I'm pretty
2: sure the only game I thought the Bucks were going to lose was Washington, not the only game they were going to win was Washington.
0: Well, s- spread-wise and betting-wise, they were they weren't favored well, in but the even other if games. you look
2: if you even look back in the, how the games played out, Washington played the Bucks in my opinion the best out of the Saints and the Packers and the Chiefs. The Washington had Taylor Hennocky in at quarterback. Yeah, that was like an
1: eight-point game, right? Yeah, it
2: was, and it was. It wasn't even that. It was a lot closer than the eight points, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: it was scrappy. And the
2: Saints game, the Bucs won by ten, but in my opinion, the Bucks were dominating. And like the same thing, like the only reason the Packers were in it with the Bucks was because Brady threw three picks. Other than that, and the fact that the Packers. Kicked a field goal with like two minutes to mm-hmm. go in the game. But other than that, I just feel like Washington put him a lot better.
0: That Packers game was so close though, because it ended up coming down to like Brady on the last drive and they converted that third down via the flag. But that was a, that was a damn good game. But the Bucks should have put that away way earlier with Brady throwing his three picks. But like I said, it's, it's all about the team that gets hot at the right time. And I still can't believe that you're going to bet against TB12. I'm not, I'm not putting money on this. Like I said, well, I, want I know, to be I know diff- you're not. I know. I wanted to be a little different, man, because I know what you guys' picture are gonna be. Or at least you. At least you I
2: just I just <laughs> hope that uh, Adam gets roasted this year and when we post the picture of this.
0: Yeah. That's fine. I remember
2: last year when I got roasted so hard right. for everything? I didn't even have the Packers making the playoffs last year.
1: That was pretty, my, that was a tough yeah, luck.
2: That was a not, tough luck. It did not look out way too well, but uh you boys wanna go into Popping week one match levels.
0: Super Bowl. Who's Super winning the Bowl Super Bowl, Bowl, Bowl right? boy?
1: Come on, Kev. I thought you'd be all over that. That's
0: that's what well, you my, got last well, year.
2: That's what you well, got your hat on. Well, mine's easy. I'm going back-to-back TB12. I think I've come to a point that I'm not going to bet against them. And like I said, if they stay healthy, they should win the Super Bowl. So I do have the Bucks beating the Bills in the Super Bowl. And I think it'll be a shootout. I think the Bills will be able to compete a lot better than the Chiefs did last season. And that's no hate towards Mahomes. I just think that Allen's going to have an MVP season, as he should, as a, what, year three? And they've only gotten better. So I think it'll be a close game, but give me Bucks over Bills.
0: For mine, I got Chiefs-Packers, and this could be a very high-scoring affair. Mahomes versus Rodgers would be quite the matchup. The State but, Farm. State Farm game, that's right. Man. Uh, but I got Packers winning. I think if, if this was the game, it would be a, such a cool game to watch, very entertaining offensively. But I could see Rodgers, you know, he needs another ring, and with all the stuff going on over the offseason, he's angry, and it would just cap off all the stuff he's been going through, so uh, I'm taking the Packers. Yeah, um, for me, I'm going to go with
1: the Chiefs over the Rams. Um, I think that could be an interesting game. I honestly could see the Rams winning the Super Bowl this year, but I think Mahomes gets ring number two there, and I don't know about you guys, but I really just want to talk about this Patriots game. So why don't we just get right into that?
0: Let's do it. All right.
1: So 1 o'clock, Gillette Stadium on Sunday. 420, 425. 425? Yep. Okay. 425. 425. Patriots, Dolphins, uh, week one, just like last year. Hopefully it'll be – last year's game was kind of weird. We sort of like held the lead that whole time and then almost blew it at the end, but – Regardless, this is obviously a way different team. Made a ton of different additions. Got a new quarterback. What are you guys looking forward to the most this week?
2: I think the it's, I think it's just the obvious. I think it just seeing number ten on the center first game versus Miami. You know, just actually seeing having fans in the stands. Going to be glad to be back in Gillette Stadium, even though that I'm going to be attending TB12's seventh Super Bowl ceremony tomorrow night versus the Cowboys, but I think that I'm more, I'm way more excited for obviously Sunday night, or Sunday, 425. It's just going to be, see what the Patriots really are with that 53-man roster, that defense, see what Bill Belichick can prove, see what Matt can do with Hunter Henry and John Smith for the first time on the field at the same time. We haven't seen that yet, but there's like so much to dive into, but boys, we have a lot to look forward to this season.
0: Oh, definitely. I think, obviously, Mac is the clear answer here, seeing how he's going to perform, what we're going to throw with him, how he's going to handle that really well-coached and really well-put-together Dolphins defense. But other than Mac, what I'm really excited for is to see our new tight ends together, man. I am fired up to see Jonu and Hunter Henry and how McDaniels can line them up in our offense. And finally, for the first time in the last couple of years, have some competent tight ends out there. And I'm just really excited to see them exploit different matchups and how they can work at the run game and how creative McDaniels can get with John, because he can line up a lot of different places in the backfield. He can throw him screens. I think he could be really creative, and I'm excited to see Mac dish the ball around to those guys.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'm very excited to see how it works out with those new guys, but not just John and Hunter Henry. Uh, I feel like. Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar have flown under the radar somewhat this off season, just because of those huge signings at tight end. Um, apparently Mac Jones was building quite the chemistry with Nelson Aguilar. He was kind of targeting him a lot at practice and stuff. I'd love to see if that'll continue. I want to see kind of like, I think we expect it to be Aguilar and Myers as the top two. I want to see how Kendrick Bourne factors in overall. I'm just really excited to see what we do with this offense, you know, What kind of workload is Damian Harris going to get? Uh, Are J.J. Taylor's reps going to go up? What's Ramondre Stevenson going to do if he even plays? I am very excited to see that. And then, you know, the defense we already talked about, I think this is a big big week for us to start to kind of figure out our secondary. Obviously, the Jalen Mills, J.C. Jackson thing wasn't working when we saw it last. So hopefully we either figured out something there or – Maybe we think Sean Wade can kind of step up at some point this year. Maybe Jojuan Williams can finally play, like, a second-round pick. But yeah, we're not I am, expect that. I am really excited to see that.
2: See, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I'm really concerned to see how Aguilar actually turns out. I think it's solely based on that we didn't see anything from the preseason. We didn't get that much from the preseason. But we also really haven't heard that much during camp. Like, I feel like a lot of people have gotten a lot of hype haven't really heard that much about Aguilar. Like, he gets open, but he drops the ball. And that's been a concern. And Adam's touched on it many times. It's going to be one of those things that we do a podcast, and it's like, oh, man, we lost the game because Aguilar couldn't haul that ball in. I do think that Myers is the clear number – wide receiver number one on this team. I think Harris is going to get a big workload this season. But I just solely think this offense is going to run through harris Myers the two tight ends. I don't think we're going to get as much production from Bourne and Aguilar as what they were paid out to be and what we're expecting from that group.
0: Yeah, I agree. Jacoby's definitely the number one, but I'm pretty interested to see how the how we use Kendrick Bourne. I feel like there was a good amount of hype around him when he came to the team when we first signed him, but he hasn't had the greatest of summers to for what he was paid and all the hype that came with his name. Uh, hasn't really done much in the preseason, so and he's. I've mentioned it before; they're not the same player, but him and Jacoby kind of have similar roles in the way they play. And Jacoby's obviously our number one is going to be. I think Jacoby's
2: upgrading so much, though. Like that's yeah, a big though, thing. Yeah. Like, Jacoby's taken so many big steps. Like it would be a fair. I honestly, in my opinion, I think it'd be a fair assessment to say what you just said, saying that Bourne and Myers are very similar players to last year, but I just think that Myers, year three, he's growing even like the small bits that we saw from preseason with Cam, I just think that he's really just going to elevate his game to the next level. And I think the thing that sucks, well, not really sucks, but it kind of does for Bourne, is that with a two tight end offense, you're going to only have two wide receivers on the field. So you're not going to see really Kendrick Bourne as much as what his contract is really worth. So I think that's going to be a tough slope to kind of be on. But overall, I just think – I. I'm telling you, I think Myers is going to be a 1,000-yard wide receiver this season.
0: I sure hope so. Dan, before you go, one more thing I'm really excited about is the return of the Boogeymen captains with Hightower and Kyle Van yes. Noy. Yes. That's going to be awesome, especially Hightower. He was so missed last year. The countless times we were just getting run over. Our front seven was clearly hurting without him. Oh, just watching the other teams just run right through us was so painful. But having those two dogs back in the middle of the field is going to be really nice to have him.
1: Can I just say, our linebackers are stacked this
0: year. It's Absolutely. gross.
1: Van Noy, Hightower, Uche, Judon, Bentley. We'll get Therese Hall back at some point. You've got a couple other guys in there. You know, who knows, maybe Harvey Langy continues some of that good play we saw from him in this offseason. I'm really excited. Exactly, Winovich. I'm really excited to see how these guys can play this year. I think that's... Going to be the backbone of our defense, kind of like it was with those boogeymen uh, where you had Van Noy playing like the best season of his career. Dante Hightower looking great as always. Jamie Collins kind of like reviving his career. I think I think you're going to see a really good season from a couple linebackers on this team. So that's something I'm definitely excited to see.
2: I think the more importantly than just the linebackers is just the front four as well. I mean, obviously the DNs, because you're going to be linebackers in the mix, but just actually having... Guys, or I'm going to say guys around Lawrence Guy. So, like, last year we <laughs> talked about it many times. Like, our D tackles, our run game was so bad. I think, uh, what's his name, Godjo, having mm-hmm. Barmore in. Like, you know, like, this front 100%. seven is going to be, yeah, it's going to be a really good front seven. Not just the linebackers, just seeing that we're not going to get run over and, like, we're not going to have to worry about, like, Marlon Mack running, like, set like for 200 yards against us. It's just a great feeling to have going into the season.
0: Oh, it's night and day difference from last year to this year. But, like, I know we already touched on Judon a little bit. But, dude, if he just brings that intensity, man. I know they've heard it a couple times that it's kind of like a, a Rodney Harrison type impact. That he just brings that physicality to the team. And he's that number nine, man. It looks good. I know I hated on those numbers back then. And I'm still not a big fan. But it fits him well. And I'm excited to see what he could do because he can have a breakout season with the team as well. Because he has looked nothing short of spectacular so far this summer.
2: And the good thing about this defense, too, it's like I know we we don't have Gilly until week seven. But if you look kind of, if you kind of look through the schedule, like it's really not that bad not having Gilmore for the first seven weeks, other than that week four matchup. If you kind of go down the list, like you face Tua, Zach Wilson, Winston, obviously Brady. But then like, that's like right there, like four out of the six weeks, that's really not that bad of quarterbacks So you're going to face. So I think that not having Gilly and just putting some faith in the Jalen Mills, hoping that he, you know, shows up a little bit, hoping that they actually move uh, Jonathan Jones around a little bit. And then hopefully what Dan touched on, maybe Sean Wade takes his spot. I think this defense, this team overall, is going to be a lot of fun to watch this season. I think – Week one, we don't have to worry about that. I just think that we're going to be Blitz and Tua all game long. They have no Will Fuller, Jim Waddle's first game, and then Duggar on Giuseppe. So it's just going to be – it's going to be a fun
1: game. We're excited to see what this defense can do.
0: You guys got any score predictions?
1: That's what I was going to say. Last thing before we close it out, let's get some score predictions. Me, I'm going to go Patriots 27, Dolphins 16. That was pretty close to mine. Me too. I got I got Pats
2: twenty seven. I got the Dolphins thirteen. All
0: right. I got Pats twenty four. Dolphins sixteen.
1: All right. All in the all in the same kind of realm. Hopefully these predictions are way off, and the Pats win 42-14, But will Mac just have Jones to wait to say Mac Jones shows five touchdowns,
0: five hundred yards. That would,
1: <laughs> I'd, I'd love that. that that would just be unbelievable. How Like, how would people, expl- like, explain their way out of that as far okay, as, so like. Okay, how, so, how about to wrap up the podcast? We just do Mac Jones stat projections. We'll wrap it up after that. I'm going to say. Um, probably, like, 196 yards with one touchdown pass. Okay. Now Zero you of this. I got Matt
2: going 17 of 23, like 218
0: yards and one touchdown. Let's see. I almost flipped out right there, Kev, because I had Matt going 17 of 24, 236 yards, and I gave him two touchdowns because I want to see two touchdowns, you know, and I'm not giving him any turnovers because I don't want to put that bad energy out there.
1: All right. Well, unless you guys got anything else, I think that'll do it. Thank you guys for listening. We're all super excited to see the Pats play this week. We'll be back next week with our reactions to that game, as well as a little week two preview. So make sure you tune in for that and we'll see you next time.